Hello and welcome. This is Rishalmi Yomi, Brachos Daf Yotes in the Ozvahadar print. Um, I'm going to be talking about a couple of quick ha'aras. First of all, the Gemara brings down a very interesting story about Rav Yochanan, who is the author of the Rishalmi. And many of you might remember this from the Bavli as well. Um, but he was a very large um, person. For example, the Gemara Brachos says this exp- explicitly in Bavli and on Yud Gimel Obeis. But here also in the Rishalmi, um, on New Testament base, it says this: Rabbi Yochanan having mistamich al Rabbi Yaakov bar Idi. He was leaning because he was a large man. He was leaning on his Talmud, and the Gemara tells an interesting story um, that he saw his Talmud walk by, and he says, um, and his Talmud was hiding from him. So Rabbi Yochanan said that I have two complaints against this Babylonian. Remember, a lot of the Babylonians, there was a lot of scholarship going on there, but the main thing was in Eretz Yisrael, so a lot of them came to learn under Rav Yochanan. Tosis brings this down throughout Shas, probably many, many times, that many of the Talmudim came to learn under Rav Yochanan, and um, so he came there specifically, and he said, I have two complaints against him. One of them is that he doesn't greet me, which was the Babylonian custom that they, out of, out of deference to the Rebbe, but the Eretz Yisrael custom was to actually um, greet, and then one of them was that he doesn't quote me properly. He doesn't quote my uh, the, the Shmuelus in my name, so um, which is beyond the scope of this conversation. So I just wanted to bring down that historical part about Rav Yochanan um, that the Bavli and the Yerushalmi both talk about um, him needing help to, to move. The other part is that um, here is, I believe, one of the first times the Yerushalmi quotes Rav, um, Rav Akiva. And I want to just mention that it might not be the exact first time, but I just wanted to talk about his name and the difference. So um, the Mavoha Yerushalmi that I mentioned earlier, so he brings down that a lot of names found in the Bavli and Yerushalmi have a very specific difference, and that is that in the in the Yerushalmi, um, they usually use the letter um, hey at the end of a name, and in the Bavli, uses, it often uses an Aleph. So, for example, Rebbe Kiva in the Bavli is always spelled with an Aleph. If you think about Rekiva's name, it's always spelled with an Aleph. Ayin, Kuf, Yud, Bez, then Aleph. Chia is always spelled with an Aleph. Ches, Yud, Yud, Aleph. Hanina is always spelled with an Aleph at the end, um, etc. But in the Yushami, it's almost always spelled Akiva with a hey, and Chia with a hey, um, and Hanina with a hey. And it's just, it seems to be just a dialectical thing, uh, just the way people talk. Now, um, there is a huge nafkmina in Gittin that we have to write the name correctly. So there was a major, major machlokas aposkim. I'm not going to halachalamaisa here at all, but how to spell the name Akiva. And some people say to follow the Bavli, which is with Aleph. I think most people actually spell their name that way nowadays. And other people say to follow the Rishalmi, which is with a hey. Um, the Arzaruah, Rav Yitzhak Arzaruah, so he actually called his the name of his sefer because of this story. Why? Because there was a massive machlokas that was going on in his time that had to spell the name in a get. And he poskin that you should follow um, the, the way the way to spell Rav Akiva's name is you should spell it with a hey at the end. Why? Because in a dream, it came to him, this pasuk, Arzaruah Latzadik Ulirishelev Simcha. And the Sofi Tevos of that word, Arzaruah Latzadik Ulirishelev Simcha, is Akiva, and it's spelled Simcha, ends with a hey. So it spells it with a hey, and and he writes this in his instruction explicitly that I call this Arzarua because he, I'm so moved by this pasuk that Hashem taught me this halacha. That's what it says. So that's how the Arzarua paskins that it should be spelled with a hey. It's a very very fascinating thing. Now I want to just take a little pause and say that um, Megala Mukos, who lived much much later than him, he has a remez to spell it the opposite way. He has another remez. What's his remez? He says it's not a pasuk. Um, the phrase Yesh Kona Alamo Bisha Achas. If you go through, let me just see this for a second. Yeah, the Rashi Tevas, Yesh Kona Olamo Besha Achas, Yud Kuf Ayin, which is a Kiva, Bez Besha Achas, Aleph. That's how to spell it. And therefore, he says that that's how you spell Akiva's name, with an Aleph. Okay, so what's going on over here? So I'm going to give a couple of Ramazim, and I invite your feedback as well. 
It's very fascinating, very interesting, and it needs it needs a good Hezbollah as well. And I think that we're on to something big. The first thing is there's a Megal Mukas and there's a few other Mefarshim that explain the first um, the first Pasuk in Vayikra is spelled Vayikar and Aleph. It has a small Aleph, which you can look at Rashi, he explains it, but it's brought down in the Svarma Kedoshim that this Aleph is referring to a Akiva. And again, you find that this Aleph of Akiva ben Yosef is spelled Aleph according to the Bavli. So that's an interesting thing. There's also a very fascinating Remez. Um, and before I say the Remez, I just want to explain that if you kind of think about it, I think there's a very interesting distinction here. Because Orzerul at Sadik, of Simcha, if you think about what that means, that means that a tzaddik's life is shining because he spends his life doing the right thing. There's zarua, zria is something you plant, and it takes a long time for it to grow. So it it, it mentions the idea of a person uh, toiling and and really really changing himself and becoming a great person. And that's what arzurah tzaddik yushalayim simcha represents: the fact that someone spent a spent a long time to acquire something. Whereas yeshkan alam b'sha'achas is literally the exact opposite. In the times in Shasta, we find it brought down like the end of Ksubas, for those of you that are doing Dafyomi Bavli. So you have the Koves that, you know, lost that opportunity the one day that if you were at Rebbe's Hespedim um, and Burial, um, you were Kona Olom B'Shachas. So it means that even though someone lived a life not the right way necessarily, but in one moment they could fix it, that's the exact opposite of Arzuril Atzadik Lushalif Simcha. So it comes out that spelling of Arakiva's name with an Aleph represents a quick accomplishment in life, and the, and the spelling of it with a He represents a slow earning of, of the right thing. If you think about it, Arakiva's life had both, because he was an Amaretz for the first 40 years of his life, and he was Kona Alom B'Sha'achas, where he made a decision that he wanted to learn Torah. And at the same time, in that decision that he made, he was Amal and Amal and Amal. So it's just a fascinating thing that this Arakiva ben Yosef has those elements of his life, of Arzuril Atzadik, the planting and the Amal of Torah, and also the um, where he made a quick decision, so to speak, not not impulsive or anything, but he made a decision and literally changed his whole life. But there's something even deeper here, which again, I, I invite your feedback because I'm on to something I believe, but and I see the pattern, but I can't explain it. And that is the Gemara. Uh, that is uh, the Miguel Esther. If you open up Miguel Esther, you will find a very interesting character named Harvona. Um, like we say in the song, the Gam Charvona Zacharlatov. In the times that he appears, he, his name is spelled Charvona with a Aleph the first time he appears, Vayomer Charvona, and then the second time he appears um, with a Hey, Vayomer Charvona, when he's saying Gam Hinea Eitz, etc., and he gets he gets Haman uh, killed. A lot of Mafarshim say that he is Elio Anavi, which by the way is Marami's, that Gam Charvona Zacharlatov, it's not just that he has honorable mention, it's also that he is Zacharlatov, Elio Anavi Zacharlatov. Anyway, here's what's fascinating. The Gemara Megillah actually says about Harvona, according to one shot. Um, here it is. It says, Af Harbona, Revelyazer says, Af Harbona, Russia, but He was also a Russia. But Kivan Shirat, Shalodis Gaimo at Saso, Miad Barak, he ran away, and then he switched onto, onto Mordechai and Esther's side. Okay? So you see that he was literally Kona Olam Bashaachas in that one moment. He did a tshuva. Here's the funny part, though. At the, at the, in the time that he's mentioned first, that's with Aleph. Which is what I said is Marami's to Kono Alombashachas. There he's just one of the henchmen, the regular people. But then at the end, the hey, that's where he's Kono Alombashachas, where it's the opposite, where that's the earning. So something needs to be explained, but there is a fascinating premise in that name and Elio Navi and all these all these connections as well with Rav Akiva and Mashiach. Um, and we definitely need to explain it, right? Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef. There's a lot to explain, but that's just a little remez. Rekiva's name in the, in, the, in the Yerushalmi, just remember this, it's spelled with a hey, and in the Bavli it's spelled with an aleph. By the way, there's a little bit of a remez also about Tashima, which the, the Yerushalmi Bavli uses as, bring, I'm going to bring a proof, and it talks about Shmiah, the listening, whereas um, the, the um, Yerushalmi and the Zohar, they both say, Tal Chazi, come and look. 
So you see there's an element of looking, which might be the Orzerua, the, the, the sight, and there's also an element of Konalom B'Sha'achas, of hearing the MS and, and, move, and being moved by the MS. So there's a lot there's a lot to be said on there. I've heard many shtickles on this as well. The last thing I want to leave off with is a fascinating R that I think you'll appreciate as well. And that is that the Gemara talks about this idea um, on, on Yotas Medalif and the Ozohar print, that um, when you hear the Tekios, We've been talking about Shema and Shema Esrei. Let's talk about Tekios now. When you hear the Tekios or Rosh Hashanah, so you have to hear them in order. So then the Gemara says, what if you're a guy that you didn't hear any Tekios and you hear someone blowing a, a, um, a Tekiah? Now, could that Tekiah count for you as one listener as your first Tekiah? And also, could it count as the last Tekiah for someone who already heard the whole the whole thing? Or do you, does, does it have to be that the person who's blowing has in mind, this is the first of the of this set and this is the last of a set? So the Gemara says, it's Pashit. Um, that, that it works. That's what the Gemara says. So it's interesting. How could you count the first one and the last one? The Tekiyos are different Tekiyos. So it needs to be explained. And it's a fascinating Gemara, by the way. A lot of halachas about um, if you have an interruption in hearing the Tekiyos, which obviously means that the sets, not just the... It's, it says you have to hear them all without without um, stopping the time it takes to finish them. So according to that, literally, if you just read the Gemara literally, which is wrong, it's not what it's saying, one might think that it's saying that like you have to blow all the Colos at once. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that you have to blow the sets at once. And, and if you stop in the middle of a set, then, then you're not Yotze. And there's a lot of discussions. The Babli also discusses about stopping and what caused you to stop. Ayan Sham. There's a lot of halacha that comes out of this page. But I want to say one thing, and I say this often, and I think it's a very beautiful shot. The Shla says, What's Pshat the Tikiyos? I'm trying to explain, by the way, how you could count the first Tikiyah and the last Tikiyah. My Pshat I'm going to say is that they are the same thing. How? The Shla says, What's Pshat in the Tikiyos? He says like this Elokim bara as Adam Yashar, which, by the way, is part of the Arzurila Tzadik, the of Simcha. It's the Yashras that Hashem created us. He wants us to be pure and good. He sends our Neshama down and says, Keep it clean. So Hashem created us Yashar. Behema Bikshu Cheshbonus Rabbos says the Shla, and we mess up. So what happens? A person's Neshama comes down, it's totally pure, and it's straight. And Hashem wants us to be totally straight, which is Yashar. That's what a Tekiah is. It's totally straight. However, we go through life. And sometimes we have shvarim, we break things up, small avers. And sometimes we have trua, we totally break things up and destroy them and do massive avers. But at the end of the day, the goal of our life and, 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 and part of our living and getting kapar throughout life and, and misa is machaper, etc., etc., and gehenim, is that we're going to be yasher again at the end. It's only shaykh to mess up in this world, but at the end of the day, every yid, kol yisrael yisham haba, we all start off yasher, which is the first tekiah, and then in the middle we have some shvarim, we have some small Yitzharas and small mess ups, and then we have truos, which are massive ones. But then at the end, it's it's all going to come back to that same tekiah at the end, which is the yasher again that we are the yasher. So Mela, it comes out that really the first the, the tekiah at the beginning and tekiah at the end are both the same. They're about unification of the man's life. So Mela, you can listen to it and be yotze both. I hope you enjoy. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And please share your haaras with me. I love to hear from people, and I love the conversations that come out of these ideas. Have a great day.